Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Tony Long. Tony is a Boston-based photographer who specializes in editorial and commercial photography. He has worked with clients such as Rolling Stone, The New York Times, Outside Magazine, and Popular Mechanics, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Tony about what he enjoys about editorial photography, his approach to photographing business people, I also speak to Tony about the time he had the opportunity to photograph legendary photographer Gregory Crudson. Tony is someone whose work I've looked up to for many years, so it was a real pleasure getting a chance to speak with him in depth about all his work and experience in the photography world. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. Well, Tony Long... Uh, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for taking the time to do this, dude. Um, been looking at your work for years. And we've been Instagram buddies, <laughs> so I'm glad we finally got to meet in real life. Likewise. Um, but I guess just to kind of start off, I was just kind of curious, like, where you grew up and kind of like some of your earliest memories of photography. Um, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, thanks for sitting at the kitchen table. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I, I'm from uh, from a small town in Connecticut, in the shoreline. Um, I grew up uh, riding BMX and having friends that would skate. And, uh, you know, like I guess any other kid that um, does that growing up, they start to kind of want to make videos and, and take photos. So, um, you know, got a video camera from my sister as a gift. And then um, it broke because I would just replay the tapes amazingly like, you know there were tapes back was then. like mini dv or, or like high eight oh high eight like, all right <laughs> like even crappier than you know that's funny so you kind of yeah. started off doing video then i started doing video and i would you know what i would pause the you know like you you try to pause the, the trick at the peak of the, the yeah. trick and uh <laughs> i would do that and i just wore out the, the heads that's hilarious <laughs> uh that's an interesting transition so like when did you kind of start making start doing still photography um after that camera broke. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, I bought um, you know, I bought a, a Pentax. I think was my first camera. Okay. It's uh, you know, thirty five millimeter shooting slides. Like oh. Wow. Velvia fifty. E six. E six. Man. E six. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of errors for sure. Yeah, definitely. I remember shooting slide film back in the day and doing all the, like the clip tests and everything because mm-hmm. it's like it's tough shooting slide film. Yeah. People growing up now they don't. They don't realize like it's uh with digital you can be like five stops over and like it's so good <laughs> um but i guess like when you kind of got that pentax were you still this kind of photographing like your friends bmxing or what kind of stuff do you kind of start photographing yeah um a little bit of everything but mostly mostly bmx and, and skateboarding um i wasn't a you know i wasn't a good uh student growing up um because i would just want to ride and, and yeah, take yeah. photos so yeah. um you know it started to kind of like photographing my friends hanging out you know uh portraits yeah. as well that's cool yeah because looking at your work now it's like really uh portrait like centered and like have you always mm-hmm. just been kind of drawn to doing portraiture you think i think so um i guess i've always been kind of curious about about well about everything but uh <laughs> I, you know i like to talk to people and meet people and meet strangers and mm. Go from there. Nah, nah, it's interesting. And I guess, like, was there, like, a point when you kind of started to think this was going to be, like, a career for you? Like, did you end up studying photography, or when did that kind of start to come together for you? Yeah. Um, like I said, I was a I was a pretty bad high school student. Ac- academically, I was just a bad student. I wasn't, like, dealing drugs or anything. <laughs> um, so, I, I, you know, it was tough for me to get into, like, a, a college. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually lived in Long Island for a year and a half. Okay. Um, photography was kind of the only thing that I, I was thinking about and then uh, transferred up to a small school uh, up here in Boston and okay. then uh, graduated and then um, you know I wasn't thinking about really magazine work but um, it, it wasn't until you know I had interned at a gallery and then realized like Maybe I should start thinking about how I can make money. Off, yeah. Off pictures. Yeah. Cause that's one thing that's interesting. I was going to ask you about like looking at your website and you have like your CV on there and yeah. it has like, you've had your work in like in galleries and stuff like that. Yeah. Like when you were kind of, I guess when 
like you when you were studying photography in school like did you think that's kind of the way you're gonna go like try to be like a fine artist i mean i know you do fine artwork too but like yeah um i in college i had actually interned at a gallery and in the south end mm-hmm. and um you know originally that was that was the the intention and um you know made a lot of personal work about my family that was like you know throughout those like five years was yeah. transitional period and then um worked in the gallery for six years and then you know in 2013 i went to grad school at mass art okay and then uh, but you know the whole that whole like like the span of like 10 years was like me just trying to get editorial work with personal work okay and you know like schlepping the book down to new york <laughs> and uh trying to get jobs that would kind of look similar mm. to the work about my family no that's smart that's one thing i've always kind of liked about your work and i've always kind of admired about certain photographers photographers like looking at like the project i think you did with your family i believe it was called two roofs mm-hmm. and when you look at that work and also like work you'll do for like like magazines you work with like be it boston magazine or like the wall street journal sure it all of this kind of like blend together do you feel like it's just, you kind of have the same approach when you are looking when you're doing portraits of your family, say versus like a CEO of like some company? Yeah, I think I think so. Um, I mean, I hope so. Mm. And I think um, I think that's one thing that I've always tried to remain true to is you know make the picture you want to get hired for mm. and uh, and kind of share the work that you want to get hired for. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not always easy like photographing a CEO like I would with my mom but um you know I think uh the like it's been I mean it's been like a huge learning process as well yeah definitely you learn from each job and you kind of get stronger at it like yeah I mean I feel that way like I've been in business like 10 years now Mm -hmm. and I think I don't know about you but like the more like portrait shoots you do with all these different people you kind of just get better at like talking to people and dealing with different situations you feel like you just kind of keep building on it from each shoot pretty much yeah I you know I also like um I don't you know I don't want to make like uh I guess like beautiful pictures of some CEO I kind of want to um hopefully you know it's like the goal is to maybe like reveal something or make something like confuse the viewer yeah um at least that's how I've always thought about photography Mm. and maybe in recent the recent year or two is like the use of light has become more visible and that's just kind of like to open up the curtains a little bit no that's cool and I guess just to kind of go back a little bit like when you're like I know you went to grad school for photography uh too like what kind of stuff were you photographing back then um and how was that experience do you feel like going to grad school for photography was like a useful experience for you um I mean grad school is a a weird place (laughs) it's a it's a it's a bubble all right I've never been so I'm just like yeah curious yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're like you're in um you're in a group of people who are just as passionately invested in photography as you are, mm-hmm. but at the same time you're um you know, you're examining pictures on such a microscopic level that uh I think it's easy to get um you know, it's easy to get overwhelmed, but it's also easy to get frustrated and uh you know, it made me rethink a lot of things about how I, I think about photography but um I think in in the end it's kind of you know it's definitely helped me look at pictures much differently and mm. um maybe that's uh kind of like well it's a good thing yeah it's, uh, it's like time it's a lot of time yeah and you know you meet so many different people and um mm. it, it's it's a weird place it's <laughs> really you know it's, like, it's no nah, that's interesting and uh like i know i mentioned before the project you did with two roofs which i believe was with your family i wanted to yeah. talk a little more about that sure um what when did you kind of start shooting that and what what did what was kind of like i guess the project all about was this kind of photographing your family pretty much or yeah um i think in 2008 i was still in undergrad and i had a I had an instructor there um who became kind of a, a mentor early on mm-hmm. uh, and she kind of you know, I was like still taking a lot of skate photos then. And, um, you know, she was like, what, what like, what else do you want to photograph? And I was like, I, I don't know. And yeah. she showed me photographs by, um, Larry Sultan and Mitch Epstein and, and kind of got me thinking about like, 
personally, like what what's going on in my life that I would want to share. Yeah. Um, and uh, so. You know, I thought about, you know, I'm, my parents came here from Vietnam in, in 1985. I was born um, in 1987. And, you know, so growing up for me was uh, quite different than how my siblings grew up. And so the, the project kind of covers uh, a wide variety of, you know, cultural identity. Wow. Um, you know, this like disconnect between how I feel being born in the U.S. and, you know, my parents being from Vietnam. So you were the first one out of your siblings to be born in the U.S.? Yeah. So that your other siblings were born in Vietnam? They were born in Vietnam. They were about 10 years older than me. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. That's, uh, so I guess like, what, I, I've, I've always respected like photographers that can photograph their family. That's like one thing I can't do. It's like funny. It's like yeah. I have... I actually feel more comfortable photographing some stranger on the street yeah. than I do my family. I would say like a disconnect. Like, totally. Did you always just kind of feel comfortable kind of photographing your family? Um, no. I, in some ways, yes, because in, in some ways, like, you know, there was like, uh, in, there was a disconnect between like how my relationship to them. Um, mm. But no, I mean, it took, it took me a while to figure out how to get my parents to let their guard down for a second. Okay. And, um, you know, we, I was traveling back and forth to Vietnam quite a bit and yeah. making a lot of work in Vietnam of extended family there. Mm. Um, which at the time was just like such a crazy, like I've only, you know, seen my grandparents four or five times now. Wow. Uh, and so, you know, trying to photograph in a way that, um, I don't know, conveys some sense of, my point of view growing mm -hmm. up in, in the U.S. Um, was obviously the main goal. No, that's interesting. I saw some of that work. I think it was like on Flack Photo or something. Oh, yeah. And they had like some cool landscapes of like Vietnam and mm -hmm. everything. And I guess like I was just kind of curious being like uh, your parents grew up in Vietnam and they moved out here. Yeah. Um, what did they kind of think about you getting into photography? Were they always just kind of supportive of it? Or what did they, how do they kind of view it? Cause um, it seems like something completely different from where they come from. I would imagine. Fair, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, I, well, me not doing well in school <laughs> was definitely a, a problem. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, I can't be, I'm so fortunate that they were, they were supportive of me, mm -hmm. you know, pursuing this. And, um, you know, that's like their support was what really kind of gave me the confidence to kind of go through with it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, I'm sure growing up, I mean, that's part of like the work is like, you know, there's like this common idea that, you know, uh, Asian parents want you to become like an engineer or a doctor or something, but, um, you know, they really let me flourish. And, uh, I, I mean, I couldn't be more thankful for that. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Yeah. Looking at the photos and is that like, is the true, true roost thing? Is that something you're still working on or is that kind of done at this point? Or? Um, it's kind of, it's kind of done. It fizzled out and right when grad school started. Okay. Yeah. And then in grad school, like I was like, I tried to re, I tried to approach that, um, those ideas from a different avenue and just completely falling flat. Yeah. And then like, I went like full circle, just like I went back to making like black and white pictures. Okay. Like, it was like a really weird yeah. time. That's one thing with like photo projects. And then I struggle with it too. It's like, when do you know when it's done? Like it, yeah. like it seems yeah. like, like I've had projects, like I, I did a project on baseball years ago and mm -hmm. I look at it now I'm like, I almost want to like redo it now. I'm like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you feel like that sometimes when you look at it, you're like, damn, I should start over. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I think, uh, that's, that's hard because I, you know, if you lose interest, then mm -hmm. the pictures lose, lose the, exactly that beauty in, in some ways. And you know, if there's no spark, then why should anyone else care? Exactly. You know? Um, and I guess like once you kind of finished grad school, what was kind of your first step getting into like, I know you shoot a lot of editorial now. Um, how did you kind of, start getting your work out there and who are kind of some of the first clients you were working with? Um, well, I would say from 2000, uh, you know, I started grad school in 2013, graduating 2015. Um, it wasn't, you know, prior to that, like two years prior to that, I was trying to get editorial jobs. So the whole like 2011 to up to now has been, you know, um, trying to make it work. Yeah. It wasn't until after graduate school that I kind of, um, really figured out what I wanted to do with not only my own work, but with, with life in general. Okay. And 
you know, during grad school, like the momentum started to pick up. And I mean, I was the only one in, in grad school that was really doing editorial. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, I really kind of like I, I quit the gallery job and after I graduated and I seemed to be busy enough at the time and was like, let's, you know, let's jump into this. And um, some of that has been great. And um, but yeah, I mean, I think the first the first editorial job. Oh, man, it's hard. There's the first editorial job, the first, I guess, you, you know, like you could call it an editorial job was uh, for Boston Magazine, I think. That counts, man. That's a real magazine. That counts. Yeah, but, you know, it was like it was like one inch picture. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like they wanted me to go to Newburyport, I think. And, you know, it was like. I think it was like two hundred dollars. Photograph like, like a lobster roll or something. It was like a whole day of like going to shops. I, I like I tortured myself. I mean, I, I worked my butt off. Yeah. And, uh, and then the first real editorial job was uh, I went to a meeting in, for at Business Week, and then um, a year later I got this call f- from Business Week to photograph uh, this device at iRobot. This was in two thousand thirteen. Yeah. I think two thousand twelve actually, and. Um, I, I, I choked. Oh, really? I did so bad. Why? How so? I just, I was like a stubborn, arrogant, you know, 24-year-old. And I thought like, these pictures are great. Yeah. They're going to love whatever. I And then, um, you know, the editor at the time was like, thanks for the edit. Uh, do you have any others? And I was like, oh, man. Yeah. And I basically... You know, the edit was pretty tight then. And I, I think I, I pulled up more options that were slightly like maybe out of focus. I don't know. And I sent those. And then um, the editor was like, do you have any others? I oh, was like, man. Oh, my God. Totally kicked me on my ass. Yeah. And, uh, you, yeah. Did it time take you a while to get uh, used to dealing with clients and stuff? And because it is like once you start working commercially, it's like, yeah, they have their needs. And obviously you have your like artistic interest, but yeah. it, you have to deliver like what they need on top of whatever you want to capture. It kind of take you a while to kind of get used to those kind of. Yeah. I, you know, I was like my idea of like editorial work was completely different at the time. And, um, you know, it, it took me, I mean, it, it, I'm lucky that it happened to me early on because now I, I shoot, I overshoot. Oh yeah. Someone like, you know, sometimes to a fault, like assistants will be like, dude, like we're done, you know, like you got it. Like, wow. And, uh, but you know, it's, it's taught me a lot. I mean, it, it did teach me a lot. So yeah, everyone makes those mistakes. I mean, I, I think that's the thing. Like you got, everyone makes those mistakes. Like I remember first job I had, I, it was for improper Bostonian first uh-huh. job ever had never done anything. Yeah. And it's at this point I didn't own a digital camera. I just had my hustle blood and like some 35, but yeah. they needed digital and uh, <laughs> I show up to the job and uh, it was a camera I hadn't shot before. And obviously <laughs> shit went wrong. <laughs> And it just, I, I got it to work, but it, it wasn't what I didn't get hired again, which I don't blame them. Yeah. But, but you learn from those mistakes, I think. Like, you're like, oh, absolutely. You got to know your gear, know how to approach it. It's yeah. just, uh, it's a stain in the game, I think, a lot about photography. Do you feel that way? It's just like, if you can just stay in it and then keep building on it, like, you get more, like, uh, opportunities, you think. I think so. Um, I also think, you know, you have to maintain a, a, a certain sense of curiosity continually i mean it's hard to stay focused i think Mm -hmm. and um it's hard it's easy to get sidetracked and it's easy to get um bummed out by well i think instagram has made it incredibly difficult and um you know it's easy to get kind of uh envious of what other people are shooting yeah i was gonna ask you that and i fell into that trap too a couple years ago and i started you start to compare yourself to what other people are doing because it's like I, I we're all guilty of it. You put your highlight reel of like, oh, I just shot this and they yeah. shot this, but no one shows like, oh, this month I didn't do anything. Like yeah. it, it was slow, but th- that stuff happens. And I almost got to a point I started unfollowing people because I just, we didn't want to. Not that I had a problem with them. I was like, I gotta like yeah. stop comparing myself to other people and just kind of focus on your own work. Yeah, is that kind of how you kind of approach it? And like, um, I, stay. It's, you can look at other people's stuff, but it's like wasting energy on like it's a lot of energy wasted. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole uh social media uh is a vile place yeah i mean it's gotten into you know it's gotten into my head and it's gotten into everyone else's and i think um it's a double-edged sword it's like good yeah it's good it's for good getting see, your, but it's yeah yeah it's good for getting your work out there because i definitely have met people that way but yeah. yeah you're right it is 
Yeah, it can get um, it can get bad. <laughs> yeah, and you know the whole like uh, I don't know when it became a, like uh, uh, like a metric of like um, you know buying followers and you know the f- idea that if you present yourself as having these fake. 20,000 followers that your pictures are good. No. And that's <laughs> yeah. never been the case for me. And I, you know, I think after having a kid, a, 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 a daughter a year ago, I, you know, I've certainly have uh, grown to care less about those uh, yeah. trivial yeah, it's just issues, fo- focusing you know? on the work and it's yeah. like, I mean, being a good person, your reputation is what it's going to, I think, going to keep you getting jobs and keep building on it and like kind of yeah. stay in the game, like I said. Um, and like one thing I always ask people, uh, like, do you ever feel like when you're working commercially and you're trying to make a living at this, like, do you ever feel like you needed to like create work that's going to like uh, attract clients or have you always just been kind of focused on your artistic vision and kind of putting out what you like to create and see what kind of comes back or what's your kind of take on that? Um, I think ideally everyone wants to say the latter, but, uh, I think I, you know, it's tough. I know I have a lot of friends that who, um, who start shooting to try to, you know, get those ad jobs or, you Mm -hmm. know, which we all have to, you know, we all have to eat. Right. Yeah. Um, in some ways I've, Maybe I'm stubborn, but I've I've always tried to stay true to like showing the work you want to get. Mm-hmm. Um, I've maybe it's you know just my way of shooting that's allowed me to get you know bigger editorial jobs or commercial jobs. Um, yeah. I just wrapped up or I just posted today um, about this job for a hotel client. Oh yeah, and um, you know those are pictures I would I would typically not really show but um the mood board that they had presented was all personal work yeah and it was kind of the perfect matchup for me um and it let me kind of do what you know do what i do and do what i think might work best and um so yeah i mean i I think you have to tread that line yeah no that makes sense yeah i saw that thing you posted for the hotel yeah um so that was basically like basically like an ad campaign kind of promoting their hotel essentially because i think you shot in texas uh, yeah. a couple other cities it was um it was in rhode island and in texas and it was a it was kind of a it's part of a big rebrand that they're doing like okay trying to create a whole new library of, of images mm. to bring in new uh revenue obviously no that's cool and do you feel like do you feel like you have a different approach when you're working on those like bigger commercial jobs versus like if you were shooting a portrait for like some editorial project or how do you kind of approach those type of things? Um, I guess. I, yeah, I think it's all pretty, pretty similar. Mm-hmm. At least I try to keep it pretty similar, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I didn't assist much when I was younger. I, you know, maybe like two or three people. Yeah. And, um, so for me, like I, I don't have much kind of experience with, it's kind of good on set. It's kind of good know? though. You just kind of learn. Everyone's got their yeah. own. Uh, it was never like, you know, I know, you know, um, that was kind of like the route that you kind of are, you know, told to take, but I always just wanted to photograph. I never thought of it as, mm. you know, a step in my life that I need to go through. I just, yeah. Yeah. So. No, that makes sense. And like, uh, one shoot I wanted to ask you about, which I was Uh-oh. particularly impressed about. <laughs> no, I thought it was actually, it's a good one. It was for fortune mag. I think you were shooting, was it like State Street? State Street, yeah. And I read a story about it, and it was crazy. So it was like you got to the shoot, you were yeah. gonna you were gonna shoot on one floor, and then they just kept like making you like bounce around and keep like moving your gear and everything. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> how do you deal with those situations? Because that's how editorial is. Like a lot of times you Every get time. like twenty minutes, yeah, and you can prepare as much as you want, but then at the last second to be like, actually, now that you can't shoot here, and now you, this is all you have. Like, how do you kind of deal with those situations? Yeah. Um. And I think it's actually that was last year. I think it's. I think the time is getting shorter now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and. So that was a it was for Fortune and it was a it was a two day shoot. Uh, the the first day was we were supposed to photograph the CEO of State Street Bank, and then um, a colleague of his uh, later in the day. And um, I think the way it worked out was that we had we we're supposed to shoot on the the top floor, thirty sixth floor, I think, and um, that was with the CEO. Yeah. And uh, shamefully, I'm forgetting his name, but. Um, we were supposed to shoot up there, and then 
the idea was that we were going to just shoot on that one floor for this colleague so we can have everything still set up. Yeah. What happened was their PR team had told us um, like 15 minutes to the shoot starting that I, I, I can't remember the timeline exactly, but they, they told us that we had to be off that floor by two o'clock and the shoot was going to go from one to two. Yeah. And basically I think we had like three or four setups mapped out and um, Anthony Tuliani, uh, who I've, uh, started working with, I think that was the first shoot that we worked together on. Uh, he like, he was, he's great. And, um, he rolled with the punches and completely, uh, knew what was going on. And, um, you know, as the setup was, as the setups were going through, he broke down each set threw you know, all the gear back into a cart, went downstairs to the 35th floor, mm -hmm. uh, set up in the hour, and we were going to shoot the second subject okay. at three o'clock. And I mean, it was like, I don't know how, I mean, I think luckily maybe the way I work, it, it alludes to like kind of a faster, not a ton of gear, not just... a ton of gear, pretty quick. Um, you know, I, I'm not setting up like, you know, silks here. I'm just, you know, it's all pretty run and gun in some ways. Yeah. No, that's smart. Yeah. Cause I read that and I was like, cause that's how editorial is. Like, you you can prepare as much as you want, but you never know what's gonna happen on the day and everything. You never know, yeah. And it's just like you can get it, it can be easy to get flustered, but I guess like do you feel like you just kinda like have to like take a step back and be like, All right, this is what we have to deal with and just yeah. kinda go from there pretty much? I think um yeah, I mean I've I've certainly learned to prioritize which setups I think will work well. Um but I you know, with that comes like, you know, the first setup is like a warm-up you know you get to know the person the second setup is maybe like the the banger mm. and then the third setup is like something you think is weird that you think they might not want to go for and oh, okay. maybe you finish out there yeah but um I, you know i've learned to kind of like start relaxing a little bit more and... yeah it's smart yeah because everything's moving so quickly when you're on yeah. the shoots it's like I almost have to like tell myself like yeah take a step back and like what are you trying to accomplish here yeah. and really see what you're doing because it can be easy to be like run around like da, 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 like yeah. you know what I mean um, and but, I th and I think um, you know when people sense that you're you're stressed or you're you know you're you're anxious it it doesn't add to the situation and yeah um, you know people want you know if you're photographing a CEO of a bank like you yeah know, you wanna you wanna walk in and you're a pro Take command of the room you're you know? you're a pro so, you do this every every day you know yeah um yeah it's smart because people can read on that like you said and uh i was impressed with that shoot and some other stuff you do because i feel like one of the hardest things to do is like a editorial like commercial photographer is a lot of times you get put in these situations where you're photographing in an office where it's this like cubicle country mm -hmm. it's white walls it's gray but you like you're like really good at it like like i think because you'll like do these like oh, you i don't know how you did you had like some cool portraits with like a lady she's like standing in the corner of a wall like one door is like glass and then like uh -huh. another one's wood like what do you think the key is like how do you approach those like boring office shoots like what are you looking for it's so hard it's so hard it's like it's the so hardest hard. thing dude. yeah and i don't know um that's that's tough because i you know uh, and that's, I think that goes back to like talking about, um, or thinking about like expectations mm -hmm. and, you know, you think you're going to go into this beautiful office nope. and no office is beautiful. Nope. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I, um, I'm not sure. I, I think I'm just, uh, you know, I walk into a room and, and hopefully I read like the, I've kind of started to, um, I've be, I've begun to kind of trust myself a little bit more. And if I react to something straight off the bat, I can kind of get that impression that, you know, that's going to be a setup. But I think most of the time it's just looking for something weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause uh, like, like, like I'll go back to that fortune shoot with the CEO guy again. And it was like, yeah, it was definitely like in some boring boardroom office, but you did a cool photo where it was like, you were shooting through like the glass door and he was like on the other side, I think. Mm -hmm. And it was like, yeah, you made the most out of it because you, use like that door to like put like another perspective on it which was yeah. i found like really interesting it's like i guess like anything you can take out of that room to like use it to your advantage as i guess is that, that's kind of what you got to do pretty much yeah and i always try to um you know i like to make i don't like to put uh it's so like i, I don't know i don't want to put the ceo on top of like this uh power pose i mm -hmm. kind of you know i want to put them in a situation that they don't normally mm-hmm you know, I put him on this, like, I put the State Street CEO in, like, uh, a red chair by the elevator, and no one's sat, he's like, I have, no one's even looked at these chairs in, yeah. in 10 years, and, um, but, you know, it's like, 
how can we make the most out of some some boring instead of the same thing everyone does is like all right sit in front of your desk and like the same thing yeah which can be done well and uh i guess maybe that's just not my interest you know Mm. no i respect it man it's good stuff on there um and i guess like uh, what do you think you uh, one thing i was gonna ask like looking at a lot of your photos is like uh how much direction are you giving people? Cause it seems like a lot of your photos, they have a lot of emotion. Like, it seems like you kind of like the look of like people is kind of like kind of staring there, not too much like smiling a lot of times. Is that mm-hmm. kind of like you kind of want people to just kind of be themselves or how do you kind of direct people usually? Um, I, I usually leave it pretty open-ended. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to, uh, to tell them, you know, how to look too much of the time. Uh, if it's like, uh, I also don't, you know, I don't like like happy pictures. Maybe that's <laughs> I don't know what that, what that is. But um, one shoot that kind of comes to mind is um, the shoot that was for Boston Magazine, and it was about this this man who rented he rented his house out uh, on Airbnb, mm-hmm. and it's meant for it's it holds a lot of people, and most companies will rent it for like an outing. Yep. And uh, I guess some a group had rented the house. And they threw a, a high school reunion party. Wow. And someone ended up um, getting murdered. They got shot the night of the party. And, and the party, you know, the people who rented it were like, there was, there's only going to be like 10 people here. It ended up being like 60 or something. 60 to 100, I feel like. And um, the murder is still unsolved, wow. I believe. And uh, the so since then, he's been, the subject has been in a, a fight with the town about banning airbnb usage and renting out your house on a commercial uh level and uh we went to his house and i was like this guy's not gonna want to be photographed like he's it's already so sensitive of the subject yeah seriously uh, i think i read somewhere like you know someone's like oh he's the murderer like that's why it's unsolved and i was like this is insane um we showed up at like 6 30 we're supposed to photograph him at seven uh like super quick um, long story short, he basically, um, we were early, his, uh, I think his wife was at the door, she shut the door on us because she didn't want to be part of the shoot, he finally arrived, told us we were early, it was like 10 minutes before the shoot, or before the time we were supposed to arrive, and then um, we show up back at 7 o'clock, and he's like, we ring the doorbell, we had just seen him 10 minutes prior to this, and we ring the doorbell, and he's like, yeah, who's that, who's it, Who, or who's who's here? we're like what yeah it's tony from the boss we were just here yeah and he like comes out and um he ended up being very cordial and cooperative but the photos of him make him look pretty sinister oh really yeah and part of that was like kind of what i had you know tried to okay and show yeah Um, yeah but again that's one of those situations where it was like i'm gonna let you kind of be how present yourself how you want and i'm gonna put you in the light that i think Mm-hmm. yeah that's a tough situation man yeah. like uh and then we, they wanted a photo of the house um the the inspiration for the the photo of the house was they wanted to be a crime investigation photo oh uh, so afterwards it's it's dark now it's like eight o'clock and um i'm outside blasting the house with a q flash and his <laughs> wife is not having it she's and she's an i guess she's an architect and she's like this is not i know you're like you're you're up to something else and the story wasn't even about, you know, him yeah. being a possible suspect. <laughs> suspect yeah, that's was, what she thought you guys yeah, were trying to do. It was, it was, a, it was a weird shoot. Yeah, that's, that's the fun thing about editorial. You, you get this thrown into these weird situations for, like, it could be a day, an hour, like, ten minutes, whatever. Uh, what do you think you kind of enjoy about editorial work? Because you've shot, you've shot for, like, so many different editorial clients. What do you think you kind of enjoy about it most? Um... You know, uh, like I, I think anyone says, like uh, getting to go into places you don't normally go. Mm. Um, I'm, I guess, I'm generally pretty curious about uh, things that I'm, I have no affiliation with. Yeah. And um, for me, it's like being able to go in and go out, and while you're there, you kind of just react to the situation at hand. Mm. Um, and you get to, you get to make pictures for money. Seriously. You know? Yeah. So nothing better. Uh, Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, 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 true. Uh, what do you, what kind of assignments do you think you're drawn to most? Like when you get a call, what kind of piques your interest the most? Do you think? Um, that's a hard one because I think it, it, 
it shifts. Yeah. And you know, I like I like the the portrait in in of so and so in X amount of time. But I also I like uh not like photo I guess you could say it's a photo essay, but um you know, more closer look uh on people and what they do. Or if you know, there's a story I did earlier this year is about uh, a patient who has um early he's like showing signs of early uh Alzheimer's. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, what is yeah, what's we'll pause one like all right, we're back. Um, yeah, you were talking about the assignment you did with Alzheimer's earlier this year. Yeah, um, that was a very like profound shoot because it, the the shoot was about um, this man Peter, and he's like showing uh, early symptoms of Alzheimer's, and uh, he's being um, he's on a he's like testing out a new drug that could potentially slow it down mm-hmm. or halt it, and I, we spent two days with him and his wife and. Um, the first day was in a hospital where he was getting the, the medicine and, um, and then the second day was at his home and, you know, getting to spend those days with someone who's suffering from this awful, uh, disease is like, you know, it was tough. It was, it was a hard shoot, Yeah. but, um, he was so gracious and excited to be part of the story. Oh, really? Yeah. And, um, and what was that for? It was for time. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Um, and then, like, one thing I was going to ask you about is, like, looking at your work, you have, like, a real distinct style. Um, when I look at it, did it kind of take you a while to kind of get to that point where you kind of, I guess, got to the point where you kind of had, like, a distinct aesthetic or style? Because I know one thing that's interesting about you is that you'll do a mix of, like, this natural light, and then you'll do some, like, real cool, like, I don't know if it's, like, on-camera flash or, like, somewhat... Um, have you always just kind of shot that way and uh, like how important do you think it is to kind of have like a cohesive body of work you think um, I think it's it's incredibly important to have a cohesive uh, visual language I guess you'd say mm-hmm. um, how long I guess uh, it's taken a little while mm-hmm. you know I think when you um, you know I think the what I've noticed is like you know the people you assist you start assisting for you kind of you start making work similar to that yeah and uh i did that yeah i shot a lot of natural light i still do obviously but um i don't know if it's more i don't know if it's if it's more or less about about the way i use light but um i think it's it's a it's a combination of that and also the way you see uh a person or how you make a portrait mm-hmm. um i think it's huge and i you know i attribute that to a lot of the jobs that i get um, in terms of like, uh, cohesiveness, that's hard. It's like, yeah, I think it's a, it's a thing. A lot of photographers struggle with is kind of having your u- unique, like a uh, visual signature, I guess you'd call it. Um, but yeah, like looking at your work, it, it all is cohesive. Like how you say, like how it's not just about the light, but it's how you kind of present people in each photo. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like you kind of don't direct them a ton. You just kind of let them be on their own and all kind of. It all when you look at your website, which is really cool, which I wanted to ask you about. You oh, have yeah. a really, really cool, <laughs> which is a cool website. It's different than anyone else. Definitely go check out Tony's website. I'll link it. Um, <laughs> but you do this cool thing on your website where it's like a, basically like a collage. Yeah. Uh, what made you kind of decide to do it that way? And like, uh, yeah, because even some of these promos you showed me, you kind of do like a little collage photo. Have you always just kind of done that? Or um, that's been kind of a recent. I mean, the website is maybe that iteration of the website is maybe a year and a half old, maybe two years. Um, I think it just came out of frustration because I, I, I was having a tough time like making uh, individual like Gallery. bodies of work. E-galleries. Um, galleries yeah. And uh, I found this website builder and I was like, this is, like I just want to throw everything up and like, you know, just say F it, like uh, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. Whole, you know, at the time I was like, I don't, you know, at the time I was like, this is going to look so disparate, like the whole everything. But it, you know, it, in the end, I think it taught me to kind of trust myself a little bit more, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, uh, in the end, like hopefully if someone looks at it, they will see that all the pictures resemble some idea or thread that, uh, speaks to how I I photograph, whether it be personal or, or commissioned. 
Um, and in some ways it's also like, I, you know, I just wanted to throw it up and not think about it. Yeah. And, uh, but then, you know, there's also like project, individual projects that help people yeah. look further. No, I liked it. It was, it's kind of sets you apart. Cause like you said, like everyone kind of has similar websites, like galleries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, looking at the promo you did, which is a similar layout on yeah. some of it did, which is like kind of like a collage on one side. Did you do the promo first or the website? And did you kind of, Oh man. Or did you kind of, uh, kind of feed off one another like. um i knew I, I knew i wanted to keep the make the promo uh have multiple images okay um i, I think maybe the promo came first okay but uh but yeah i for me it's like i, I love you know I, I made a lot of books in grad school and i, I think about um the way books function um so for me it's like it's more about multiple images and how they can kind of bounce off one another uh rather than like one banger of yeah, like, here's so-and-so. my here's my business yeah. section yeah, like, yeah. Uh, nah that's cool man like i was talking to guido vitti who is another photographer yeah, in boston and he he had this it, 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 the interview will come out in a few weeks and he said the same thing he's like he's like fuck it man like you just got to put out the work you like because yeah. like you can't cater to anyone because it's just like no it's not gonna no. work and he's you, great at he he's he's really good at um he's, he's a a great photographer but he, i think he also uh uh does a really good job of editing his website in in terms of he has all individual projects but you know they you know you could throw them all in, a, in one bucket and they would all kind of match up exactly like man it's awesome where all this your commercial work and your personal work all this mm-hmm. kind of blends together i think that's that's the goal and uh kind of going back to the promos we were talking about yeah um is the printed promo something you do a lot of and you feel like it's been like a pretty uh beneficial return i guess yeah um i just started doing these posters i did one uh, there's three here I, I you know i did one a year and um the the payoff i th- i'd like to think that yes it, it's helped um i should do more but at the same time you know they take a while to do and cost money they, it costs money and you know it takes me uh i mean we're all pretty control uh obsessive and um you know it it, it does if it doesn't feel right like I, I won't do anything and it takes me weeks to think about what i'm gonna do for it and it's just a lot of like yeah. moving pictures around um i think it has helped yeah hopefully yeah definitely i think yeah, marketing's an interesting thing. I always talk to people because there's all different types of approaches, like mm-hmm. be it print, uh, obviously, obviously email, so, all, email yeah. social media. They have like those pay-to-play portfolio shows. Yeah, have you ever done any of those? Uh, I haven't done any portfolio reviews. Yeah. Um, I'm, uh, you know, I like I got my, uh, I guess I guess you'd just call it a career. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I got it like you know going to the newsstand writing photo editors names down in an mm-hmm. address book sending them prints and then reaching out and going down to new york and showing individually yeah meetings uh, i think that's a smarter way to do it honestly if they have time if they have time it's just like uh it's just consistency i think sure. that's what i've realized it's like you just have yeah. to like continually reach out to people all the time because obviously you get busy but then y- yeah you feel like it's been pretty important for you to keep showing your work in person like your printed portfolio yeah, I mean, I, I, admittedly, I don't do it enough, I don't think. And, um, you know, I also, like, I have a really hard time. Uh, the idea of, like, going out and being like, look at my pictures, you know, like, yeah. th- this expectation of, like, you know, you got to give me something. I, I that just, it's always been hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess something to kind of talk about is, like, when Tumblr was really big, like four years ago, I that was like how a lot of photo editors were looking at work. Oh yeah, and um, I think I posted like a f- like I tried to post uh, a photo a day for a whole year, and I think just showing it was it was less about the pictures, but more about the fact that like I was so eager about photography, yeah, and um, showing that I was like I was just making things, mm-hmm. and um, whether or not you know, obviously like Instagram now is like everyone's like showing their best work but uh i think for me i think for me it was mostly about like showing the fact that i was photographing anything and everything because i wanted to Mm -hmm. i genuinely wanted to yeah no that's smart just like yeah shoot what you want put it out there yeah it's like i think i mean i could be wrong but i think 
you don't really need to like sell your photography. You just have to like shoot no. it, shoot yeah. it, put it out there, and that's really it. it's like we're not selling insurance. Like <laughs> either either people are gonna like it or they're not, and maybe you'll get a job, maybe you won't. Like yeah. most, most of the time, you won't. But like, uh, yeah, I, I, th- I, I think I don't know. That's my approach. Yeah, and um, I, it's always a weird weird thing to think about. Um, you know, I think the like. I'd like to say that, like, yes, I post something and I, I try not to care about it. Yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, you care about but it. But you care about it. and um, But I also think, like, you know, uh, you should show the work you make. But, like, it doesn't always, you know, it's a weird line of work. Yeah, it is. You know? It's so bizarre. It's, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was talking to this photographer, Kareem Black, mm-hmm. and he was, like, we were talking about how, like, you know, like, photography is, like, it's a luxury, not a necessity. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, you can just put your work out there, see what comes back. But like, you don't have to be like overly pushy about it and like sales, yeah. salesy, I guess. Because I yeah. think when I first started out, I was like, I approached like, I guess I got to get sales or something like yeah. that. But then you realize like, I got ah. numbers to meet, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody's got bills. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's just like, I don't know, show what you want, like I said. And yeah. Show it, uh, show it to whoever you can and hopefully stuff comes back. Yeah. And, um, I think it's becoming increasingly harder to to do because just because it's so saturated. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Um, and you know, one thing I was going to ask you about, which I'm interested to talk to you about, because you yeah. shoot a lot of editorial. And one thing I've talked to a few people about is like photographic trends. Mm-hmm. And like one trend I've been noticing a lot in editorial right now is like colored gels yeah. and like motion blur. Yeah. Like, what do you think about like photographic trends? Like, do you feel like you need to like stay on top of those or like, do you just kind of focus on your thing? Cause like, I don't know what it is. Like the last few years I've been noticing so much of that for some mm-hmm. reason. it's like a lot of gels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, maybe since I became a dad, I don't, I have no idea what the trends are now. <laughs> you know, um, I, I guess I remain slightly consistent in how I, how I work or see. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like, you know, you tread in a dangerous territory and, um, if you follow the trends and like, what's the point of, uh, like, you know, why did you even get in photography in the first place? Exactly. You know, I think you gotta, I think everyone, you know, photography is like, let yourself go for a second, you know, be in the world for a minute. Don't think about, you know, what everyone else is doing. Um, you know, I mean, life isn't as peachy as everyone makes it out to be. No. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Everybody's got their ups and downs and definitely in this business, there's a lot of ups and downs. A lot of, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think arguably you could say maybe there's more downs. I don't, I don't know. (laughs) For for real, man. Uh, Uh, How do you kind of manage with those like downtimes? Cause it is funny. Like at least me, it feels like, I'll get a bunch of work all at, like in a month yeah. and there'll be like a ton of stuff and then it'll be like die down. Then you'll get another rush. Like, yeah. uh, how do you kind of deal with those like downtimes? Do you feel that you have like a way you kind of, what do you do, do during those downtimes is like work on marketing or like, how do you kind of approach those ups and downs? Um, go fishing. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. Um, I uh, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough where I've been, I've been pretty busy, but yeah, those downtimes are tough, but yeah. I think those downtimes mean, um, it's, it's hard. I'm not one of those people that carries a camera out on me at all times. And, um, you know, you have to be, I think for me, it's like, you have to be, uh, if, if the camera gets you out the door to go photograph, that's great. Um, but I think you, it's important to know when you need to not be photographing, um, downtimes are tough, but I think that just, you know, I think I read, uh, a good thing by Jake Stangle okay. a while ago. And he was like, you know, when there's downtime, you, you treat your business, like, you know, you're a mom and pop shop, you know, you clean up, you, uh, you, you reorganize your, uh, your office or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you do every little possible thing outside of actually, uh, commission work to make your business a little bit more efficient or better. Yeah. And I always treat it like that. Um, I've learned to let go a little bit and, you know, try to spend more time with, um, well now I, I, I obviously spend a lot more time with, um, my family, but Mm. no, that's smart. I almost, in a weird way, I kind of look forward to those downtimes because it gives you time to like, actually have time to like show your work to like new clients and try Mm -hmm. to find new people to work with. Cause when you're busy working as a photographer, you can kind of, 
you have your go-to clients, but then it's fun to like find new people. So that's why I, yeah. I kind of approach those like downtimes. It gives you time that you normally don't have, I guess. Yeah. And I, I tend to, um, I'll shoot a lot of, uh, like if I, if I'm out, if I go out the door and I just want to go make some pictures, um, I usually try to not look at that work for months. Oh, wow. And, um, that at that, after that, like, you know, the, um, the, you know, the baking period is over and now you can kind of see what is good or not edit Uh, through it yeah that's smart man and uh one photo shoot i was gonna ask you about you photographed gregory crudson uh what was that for and how was that experience being that guy's just such a legendary photographer yeah um that was for uh monocle okay and um it was a section for in the magazine called my last meal which is actually uh kind of fitting in some ways given you know how uh when you think about his work and um I is a they usually monocle profiles like an artist designer writer wants an issue and they ask them where would they have their last meal and um, his was at the Prairie Whale in Great Barrington Massachusetts oh wow and I this sh- the shoot was during grad school and um, a lot of my uh, colleagues and um, professors at MassArt had Gregory as 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 a professor as well. Um, but it was a weird shoot because, you know, I, you know, you, you, you grow up seeing pictures by Gregory and you're like, yeah. you're like, wow, this is, this is bizarre. And I remember walking in being like, he, he's walking up the steps and I'm like, this is weird. Like, this is really weird. <laughs> and, uh, he, he comes in and, and immediately, uh, like with any shoot, you know, you do your research and, but I had, I had kind of mutual connections and, um, we talked about those those people, and it was a, it, it. We ended up having lunch. I mean, we had the lunch for the shoot anyway. But uh, it we we talked about photography. You know, it there was no pressure in some ways. Um, the weird thing about that shoot was that uh, the writer was was pretty rude and um, kind of uh, like shushed me in the middle. I I was so curious about Gregory's work, and in grad school, I was like, yeah, super interested and wanted to talk about theory and all this other stuff um and the writer had shushed me to and to get out of the the uh dining room and he asked me to he's like you know i think it'd be beneficial if you just went out and photographed the restaurant dang and, he's like trying to boss you around like, yeah dang. and uh and gregory had we had already established kind of this rapport, uh, rapport knowing mutual people and he immediately saw that and was um i if i remember it correctly he was pretty turned off by that and I, it was a kind of a win for me, you yeah. know, because <laughs> I was like, you don't even, you're not even curious about his photography, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's a bummer, dude. Yeah. Like, it worked out good for you. Yeah. And he, he ended up sending, I think a week after that shoot, I got an email and I didn't recognize the name. Um, and it was, uh, <laughs> it was it was photos of me photographing Gregory. It was like one of the weirdest emails to ever get. I was yeah. like, wait, that's me. Oh, this is <laughs> bizarre. Uh, but you know, since then, like we've kept in touch occasionally. So uh, it's, been, it's been great. That's really cool, man. Yeah. And a uh, couple more questions. Yeah. And like, I guess kind of looking back at all the shoots you've done, this is probably a hard question, but is there like any shoot like kind of sticks out in mind that was like kind of particularly memorable for you, either maybe for oh, the man. experience or you're kind of proud of those photos for some reason? Or Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's, um, tough. it's tough. There's a lot. <laughs> that's a hard one. Um, oh, gosh. I don't know. I think the, I mean, the, the Crutzen experience was great. Yeah. Um, but... That's a hard one. I don't. I don't actually know. I think that time shoot was actually pretty memorable because I, I grew up, you know, like in seventh grade, like going to the the school library Looking and seeing time. the red border on time and being like, "How do these pictures make it in here?" Or the New York Times. Yeah. For me, I was like, "How how do these photos get into this mm-hmm. uh, printed page?" Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I, you know I don't think the time one was memorable because of it was for time. It was because of the story yeah. and the subjects and. Um, uh, another one I really enjoy is uh, the Jim Cantori story for Popular Mechanics. Okay. Um, he's like the all-star weatherman. Oh, uh, yeah. Those photos are awesome. <laughs> that was crazy. It was like, and it was a, that was the first time I was shooting for Popular Mechanics. And 
it was one of the first editorial stories, I guess, larger ones, and ended up spending like twelve hours with Jim in the the news van from like two in the morning to yeah yeah he works for the weather channel right it was for the weather channel it was during the blizzard here dang and uh that was a memorable one just because of the how insane it was yeah it is crazy like those challenges i shot the boston marathon like two weeks ago and it was like it was torrential down you get hypothermia i mean no i went full rain suit but it's like (laughs) you never know i have my cameras like in plastic bags but it's like yeah those are those are the interesting situations you get thrown into um and i guess kind of like start wrapping up like i guess going forward like do you kind of have any goals for your photography stuff you'd like to pursue pursue like do you still want to do some more gallery stuff like i know you have some of it on your website is that or what are you kind of hoping to do I guess going forward um not get burnt out yeah. i mean i don't know um <laughs> i you know i'd love to do more like continue editorial i mean you know i think everyone wants more commercial work you Mm -hmm. know uh i haven't done enough of it yeah um and uh it all sounds great but i think um i think the key is to just continue to be refreshed yeah and uh make stuff you're happy with uh all the while hopefully all the all the dots line up so that you are getting um commissioned work for it Mm -hmm. um I'd like to stop seeing people be uh, super crazy about their Instagram presence yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So. No, I like it, man. I, keep it simple. Just keep shooting. Hopefully. Shoot the stuff you're inspired by. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the commercial stuff, like, it's tough, man. Like, I look at it and like, the thing I struggle with, which I think I have some similarities in the sense with your work, is that I like shooting this portraits and kind of people in their environment. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at a lot of like these big commercial photographers, it's a lot of like shooting like the perfect people like in a field. They're like mm-hmm. in like a hammock. Like yeah, I don't know. That like, has no interest at all for me. Yeah, so I'm like I'm always <laughs> like I'm like yeah, I want to get paid, but then at the same time it's like i don't give a shit about those photos like they don't mean they don't mean anything to me like it's like a weird thing i think about i'm like damn should i shoot that just to like make money or like i don't know yeah i mean you know i think that um well i you know you have to draw the line and uh you have to make you know if you want to be a photographer you have to you have to do those jobs that you might not want to do um it it's it's a weird gray area i think because you know, at what point are you, you know, are you still enjoying the the process of making those pictures? Um, yeah, like sure. Everyone wants to get a big ad job, but, uh, you know, now I just sound like, um, like I'm so lucky to like have this editorial stuff, but like, really that's not the case. Like we, like, you know, I try to work my butt off for Mm -hmm. small jobs or big jobs. Um, hell yeah. They're all, they're all good. Yeah. I agree. Life isn't, peachy like i said it's yeah, not easy yeah it's tough um but yeah i guess just kind of wrap up like uh i guess if people want, listen to this that want to uh, check out your work where's the best place to uh check out your work um my my url my yeah your my, your, your url <laughs> uh, dot com. l u o n g cool perfect uh, and Instagram, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's what is it? It's me, Tony Long. It's, it's me, Tony Long. And uh, the reason for that, like it, it, it like in retrospect, it, I realize that it kind of makes me sound like a complete asshole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the reason for that is, for some reason, and I think some of my friends will vouch for this. But everywhere, like if we go out to eat somewhere, for some reason, someone always comes up to me and they they say, "You look familiar." And I'm like, I don't know you. And they go, Oh, you, sorry, you looked like my, my colleague or something. And, um, you know, I look like Tiger Woods, I think. Oh, I guess. Yeah, and, uh, and maybe that's like the, the, the correlation. I don't yeah. know. So one day I was just like, I'm just going to make my Instagram. It's me, Tony Long, because it's someone. <laughs> Asked me if I looked familiar, and I was like, "No, it's me, Tony." It's me. You know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's not because I'm an, I'm a narcissist. It's because uh, I just keep getting confused with. <laughs> I get it, man. Other people, like we said, Instagram. <laughs> Instagram's nuts, man. It's a love hate relationship. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, man, thanks, Tony, so much for taking the time to do this, man. Sure. I really appreciate finally getting to meet you and talk to you about your work. And uh, I'll, I'll link it on here. People can go check it out. 
Awesome. Thank Thanks. you. Perfect. So there you have it. That was the Tony Long interview. I want to thank Tony so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure getting a chance to speak with him in depth about all his work and everything he's done within photography. Um, so definitely go check out Tony's website at TonyLong.com. That's T-O-N-Y-L-U-O-N-G.com. And then also he's on Instagram at It's Me Tony Long. Um, lots of cool work. He's always updating it and a uh, really great portrait photographer. So definitely go check out his work. And uh, yeah, going forward, just want to let you know, I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as on my website, alexgagnephoto.com, and on my Instagram, at alexgagnephoto. Thanks so much for listening, and take care.